Consider TripInsurance.com to cover your next cruise investment. Buy direct from the leading insurers and save up to 40% or more on comparable plans from the other sites. Get a quote today and save from TripInsurance.com. Okay, stand by. Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is, this is Cruise Radio. Hey, I'm Matt Passford. And I'm Doug Parker. Check us out online at CruiseRadio.net. On this show, we'll get a review, a passenger review, right, Doug? Yeah, for, uh, of Norwegian Sky. Always love to hear from our passengers and all of their reviews. We'll also tackle a listener question. But first, Stuart Shearer, the cruise guy, is here. Hello, Stuart. Hey, Matt. Hey, Doug. Hey, ma'am. <laughs> what is in your mouth? Combos. Mmm, delicious. Azamara Cruises, owned by Royal Caribbean International, are blamed for leaving a passenger in a Turkish hospital. Tell us more. Well, uh, I'm glad that you mentioned Azamara because uh, the news media, as uh, really as, as pathetic as, as they are, uh, have been blaming Royal Caribbean for the past week. Right. And it's really a shame because, you know, when you really go through the, the story, this is actually common practice. A passenger is in um, need of serious medical attention. The cruise ship does not have the medical facility to handle it. Um, I don't believe hotels do either. Right. And um, they assisted in getting this passenger to a nearby hospital where the ship was, which is exactly what the, they were supposed to do. Their port agent went with them uh, to the hospital uh, to ensure that uh, you know, he would be uh, taken care of. Now, we, we keep hearing about insurance, and what's interesting, when you go through all the different interviews, um, the travel agent may have really kind of screwed things up here because... This was a do-over cruise from a previous trip where the ship had a fire, so the passengers were on their redo cruise. But then there's third-party companies, Travel Guard, CSA. There, there's about a dozen of these companies. That TripInsurance.com. TripInsurance.com, exactly. They do sell the insurance. So for $50, for $100, they could have gotten insurance to cover the medical and emergency evacuation. Now, they wouldn't have been able to cover the cruise that part's true, but they could have had the medical coverage. And so many times people think that, well, I've got medical insurance, and they don't really read the fine print, Doug, yeah. because what happens is, is that many, many insurance uh, companies don't cover you when you travel internationally. Yeah, you're done. You are done. Yeah, for sure. Well, speaking of travel insurance, any word on the broken down celebrity millennium in Alaska? I read where the uh, Coast Guard's saying you need to stay put and catch a can. Why is that? Well, because of the, the ship needing repairs in order to make its way out. So the ship did remain in Ketchikan um, another, another day or so. Um, then it was released, and the ship is now um, on its way down the California coast to Mexico to go through the Panama Canal to uh, get to Freeport uh, in order to make repairs. How is Bermuda as a cruise destination holding up? Well, let, let, let's say overall they're experiencing declines. I and mean, we've seen cruises where, let's say, Princess and Holland America have pulled out. Celebrity has pulled out over the years. And um, it's just because it's just not as popular a destination for passengers up in the Northeast as it once had. And they just uh, reported that um, you know, they had a 17% decline in air arrivals. Um, in the same court, in the same period, uh, you know, versus last year. So overall, um, total visitors to Bermuda, 2012 to 2013, is actually down about 12 percent. And um, yacht arrivals, <laughs> you know, those guys, you know, the haves and the yeah. and the have yachts, um, they they experienced a 43 percent uh, decline. 
And in the cruise market, uh, I mean, they're seeing an 8 to 10% uh, drop uh, as well. Uh, so, um, you know, travel and, you know, theoretically demand to Bermuda is, is on decline. If they built a bridge to Bermuda, would it increase visitors? Douglas, it's too far. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I sound like a broken record, but uh, more cruise lines out of Egypt. Which ones now? So we saw Oceana and Regent, um, but, you know, you can top uh, MSC on, on top of there and, you know, add them to MCL. Who've also uh, cut short their um, indefinite calls in in all of, in both of the Egyptian ports. Port Everglades is offering shorter sailings to the Caribbean for the 2014 season. Which lines are sailing these itineraries? Well, it's, it's actually very exciting because for the first time we're seeing Princess Cruises jump into the shorter market, uh, and they're going to be uh, doing so along with uh, Carnival Cruise Lines, uh, who is going to be adding their. Carnival Freedom to the four and five day market, but surprisingly, um, you know they, they're going to have a ship uh, not only in Los Angeles doing the shorter cruises, but out in Port Everglades um, they're going to be using Ruby Princess, mm-hmm. which surprisingly normally what cruise lines do is they'll take their oldest ship and switch those into the shorter markets, but here Princess is actually using. Their newest ship that came that came out, Ruby Princess, in 2008, um, which is the newest ship other than Royal Princess, which just debuted, and she's going to be doing uh, four and five night cruises, uh, December through April, and uh, so it's a great opportunity to see some of the best of what uh, Princess has got to offer. So this next story first came out earlier this year, but it's interesting to see how serious um, Alaska's attorneys general's offices are handling this because. They're making sure that cruise lines disclose that the shops are sponsored, right? Well, what, what Doug, what was really happening was you had the port lectures, which do not work for the cruise lines, right. that were offering or providing lectures about uh, you know, tips on how to save money uh, in port. But many of these tips, uh, essentially, they're being paid by the shops that participate in the preferred shopping programs. So a lot of the information, and, you know, I've, I've tried to stomach sitting through some of these <laughs> lectures, and the information is so erroneous that, uh, and, and so misleading that, uh, you know, the attorney general there in Alaska put a stop to it and filed, essentially fined three different companies, Onboard Media, Royal Media Partners, and PPI Group, uh, a total of $200,000 to get them to stop because essentially they were claim to be um, disparaging the non-participating stores. So the, the stores that are participating are getting included, and in order to participate, you're having to put up a boatload of money. Oh, good God. So uh, the, these people are just really just giving misleading information, and hopefully uh, you know, things are curbed, but uh, it'll be interesting to see if other ports follow. Norwegian has a sale going on. It's offering passengers amenities valued at $270. Is this a big sale? Well, it's it's the same sale um, that uh, you know they, they NCL goes through various uh, different uh, selling cycles, and you know this is a similar to the two hundred and fifty dollars sale that's been going on for you know I mean they've been using this sale in, this, in their dash sale for uh, you know almost two years now. It's about twenty one months in the making, but um, what they're doing is they're offering free dining for two at a specialty restaurant. I know Doug's going to be very excited about this one with free chocolate-covered strawberries, Oh yes! a free bottle of wine, a free $75 onboard credit, and a free $50 spa credit. 
which of course uh, all of it has certain restrictions. You know, it's good on sailings of five nights or longer. But uh, you know, again, it comes down to, you know, what what the, what the selling prices are. All this stuff is great, provided that you're going to get a good deal, and most importantly, I think some some really good upgrades. Very good. Thank you, Stuart. It is a pleasure. Cruise Radio News, now trending at cruiseradio.net. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. It's not just a good idea to have travel insurance during the winter months or hurricane season. Every travel agent or travel expert we talk to says it is a very smart idea to always travel with travel insurance. That's why you should check the folks out at TripInsurance.com. They have exclusive products from the leading travel insurers that you won't find anywhere else. Yeah, they are the low-cost leader in travel insurance with savings up to 40% or more when you compare similar coverage from other sources. What plan do you want to go with? Good, better, or best? They have coverage in all three categories that make it easy to find the right insurance plan for your budget. You know what defines great customer service? Actually being able to talk to a human being. And they do that at TripInsurance.com. They are committed to great customer service with 24-7 telephone support before, during, and after your trip. You can also file claims online right on their website. And they keep you posted of any travel alerts that could affect your travels or safety at your destination. Check them out right now. TripInsurance.com. So we touched on this last week. Celebrity Cruises' ship, Celebrity Millennium, had a propulsion problem. But after we uh, recorded the show last week, more issues. In fact, it looks like the rest of Celebrity Millennium's Alaska season is done. And we had a listener who was scheduled to be on one of those sailings and has a question for us. We'd like to uh, address it to Dan Skilkin, president and CEO of TripInsurance.com. Hello, Dan. Hey, man. Thanks for having me back. Absolutely. Do you mind uh, answering a little listener question for us? Happy to. The listener writes, We were given 24 hours pre-flight notice that our August 23rd cruise on Celebrity Millennium was canceled because of mechanical problems. As for compensation from Celebrity Cruises, we received a full refund for the cruise, 25% off a future sailing, plus $200 each in airline change fees. Our flight change fees were $800, so right away we lost $400. Would having travel insurance have even helped us? Signed, Aggravated in Atlanta. Matt, this is a more complicated issue than you might think regarding coverage for a cancellation of this sort. Fortunately, in most cases, if a cruise line cancels a cruise for a mechanical reason, they're going to refund the cruise fees like Celebrity is doing in this case. But what about the rest of your travel arrangements, like your non-refundable airline tickets that you might lose based on, on this cancellation? This listener's question really has two parts that we should look at. The first is an airline-imposed fee for cancellation. Some airlines charge a rebanking fee for airline miles or charge a fee for changing the ticket. These charges are airline fees. They're not necessarily a direct loss of your ticket value. And I know that sounds weird because from our perspective, it's an extra charge that we have to pay. Um, 
but both the airline and the insurance companies treat the fees differently than they do in, in terms of a non-refundable ticket loss. So the $400 loss here that they incurred by changing their tickets is an airline fee. The second part of the question has to do with a mechanical breakdown of a common carrier that results in suspension of travel for at least 12 consecutive hours. Um, the loss they incurred for the airline fees happened because the common carrier had a mechanical breakdown. Now, some policies provide a small amount of coverage for airline-imposed fees as part of a cancellation or trip interruption, but this kind of coverage is not that common. Only U.S. Fire on our website covers these kinds of fees, and they limit the coverage to $100 for their silver plan and $150 for the gold and platinum plan. So under that clause, these travelers would have received $150 each to cover the change fees in addition to what they got from Celebrity. So they'd only be out about $100 in that case. But at the same time, there are some plans that will actually insure you for a mechanical breakdown of a common carrier that lasts longer than 12 hours. Under that clause for, for trip cancellation or trip interruption, you'd receive the full $400 reimbursement of the cancellation penalty. Again, that sort of coverage clause is not that common. On the tripinsurance.com website, all the U.S. fire plans and the better and best plans from American Modern provide protection against mechanical breakdown of a common carrier. This is one of the reasons why these plans are, are really some of the most popular on our website. I would highly recommend shopping around on the web to anyone looking to buy cruise insurance and also recommend you buy a plan that includes this type of protection, especially in light of the mechanical difficulties that many of the cruise companies are having right now. Very good. Dan Skilkin, thank you again as always. Matt, my pleasure. If, if anybody has any questions, feel free to contact us. Always happy to hear from you and your ship reviews. Right now we have Kristen Smith from St. Louis, Missouri on the phone. She just sailed a three-night Bahamas cruise on Norwegian Sky out of Miami. Kristen, welcome to Cruise Radio. Thanks, Doug. Glad to be here. So you arrive at Port Miami and you're ready to embark Norwegian Sky. How was embarkation down there? Embarkation was uh, a complete breeze. Uh, we got to the cruise ship terminal about 11.15. Mm -hmm. There were absolutely no lines waiting at check-in. That took about all of five minutes. Uh, they gave us a, a Group 3 assignment for boarding, and I believe we were on board just shortly before noon. Very cool. What were your first impressions of Norwegian Sky? My husband had actually sailed uh, this cruise, the four-day version, a couple years before, so mm -hmm. I kind of had the appropriate expectations, if you will, right. knowing that this was going to be the oldest ship and the smallest ship that I had ever sailed on. Um, Norwegian is my fourth cruise line, and this was my tenth cruise. And typically we sail the, the, the bigger ships. So I, I kind of drew the comparison to the sun class of ships that Princess has. So you, uh, you get on the ship, you go put your bags in your stateroom. What kind of stateroom did you have and what did you think of it? We had an ocean view stateroom with an unobstructed porthole window. Mm -hmm. um, it was you know, a perfectly functional room for a three-day cruise uh, for the two of us. The beds I, you know, weren't plush by any means, but sure. they also weren't rock hard either. Right. Uh, so we had a, a, an adequate, you know, got an adequate night's sleep. We didn't really hear much hallway noise during the night, so good. that was the, so that was good. The one tip I would give for uh, listeners of the show is that there is only one accessible power outlet in the cabin. Mm -hmm. It's at the desk. 
So I highly recommend bringing a power strip if you have multiple <laughs> uh, electronic devices that you wish right. to charge. You're going to find that very useful. So Norwegian Cruise Line is known for a freestyle dining, which means you don't just have to eat in the main dining room or the buffet the whole, uh, the whole cruise. Did you do anything outside of the main dining room and the buffet? We did. We discovered uh, the Longboard Bar, which is basically their pub right. uh, on board, and I definitely think that that was the hidden gem for totally. dining and drinking on the ship. Mm-hmm. Um, we discovered we discovered that they had a menu of food items um, that, uh, quite frankly, had more appealing options um, m- many times than the buffet did. So we ended up going there for dinner one night. Uh, we went for late-night snacks a couple times, and we also discovered that the drinks that are served in this bar are much stronger than oh, nice. any uh, from any other bar on the ship. So if you want to maximize your alcohol value, I would suggest you uh, frequent the longboard bar. <laughs> there you go. I, I found this really good pasta and pizza station while I was there. I don't know where it was because the ship kind of confuses me, but uh, the pasta and pizza was really good on there that I remember. Uh, speaking of the food, though, what did you think of the food on board? I didn't have high expectations, mm-hmm. and so even... Uh, but even so, I, I did find that the food was, was rather disappointing. Um, now, we didn't go to any of the, the uh, alternative dining restaurants, uh, so keep that in mind. You know, the buffet, obviously the ship is rather small, so the buffet is not overly large, of course. Um, and we found that, you know, there were, there were a couple items that were, that were pretty good, but most of the food I would characterize is probably at best average. Um, we ate in the dining room one night, the first night, because that was lobster night, Mm. Um, although the lobster is offered only as a surf and turf option, and I would have preferred it to be all seafood, but the appetizer that I had was a little shrimp and potato salad appetizer. That was quite good, and the key lime pie that I had for dessert was good, but then when we looked at the menus for the second and third nights, they just became progressively more unappealing um, in terms of the, (laughs) the options, so... So hence we ended up going with, uh, like I said, the Longboard Bar, um, or we did actually have uh, dinner in the buffet one night. Does Longboard have hot food in there too? Yes, yes. You can get you can get burgers, uh, chicken tenders, chicken sandwiches, wings, um, different appetizer type foods. Um, so yeah, um, like I said, we were we were really surprised to uh, to kind of discover that, and it seems like not a lot of people realize that you could actually get, um, um, you know, food menu options in the bar, and it wasn't just, you know, alcohol. So, What did you think of the entertainment on board? Well, obviously, since with it being a short cruise, you know, we didn't, uh, we didn't have a lot of experience with the entertainment. The one thing that did strike me, though, is that all of the shows are very late on board the ship, and I'm not sure if that's because of the kind of itinerary that this is um, or if that's just, NCL style in general, having never sailed on any of their other ships, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, we did, um, we, uh, we wanted to kill some time before the night of the white hot party because that wasn't until 1045. Right. So we decided to go to the production show that night, which was called Vegas. It was a very good show, 45 minute show, very high energy, lots of costume changes. The singers and dancers were very good. Um, and so that was a, that was an enjoyable show, but we ended up getting to the theater rather late, and so we got seated. We had we found a seat very on the very far left side of the theater, and it's not really good sight uh, lines of sight views if you're that far off center. So mm. if you're going to go to a show, I would recommend getting there early so that you can get a, a nice a nice seat in the more in the middle of the of the theater. And let's see, your three-night cruise went to uh, Nassau and Great Stirrup Key. Is that correct? 
Yes, that's correct. And what did you think of Great Stirrup Key? They actually uh, they invested like millions of dollars last year into that island. And uh, I was there last May, and I thought it was absolutely amazing. What were your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, that, that was certainly the highlight of the cruise. There's, there's no doubt about it. Um, and what made it even, even more nice is we ended up uh, renting one of the cabanas. We went in on a cabana with a few of the other people that um, we were sailing with as part, mm-hmm. of a, as part of a group, so to speak, and that was definitely the way to go. It was very striking for me about the lack of shade on the island as compared to what I've experienced with Princess's Island and Disney's Island in the main beach area. There were, very, there were few and far between trees to be found. So one thing the cabana offered was the ability to, to get some shade and get out of the sun. Um, and you got, um, for the price of the cabana, you got, um, uh, you got priority tendering. Um, they provided in the cabana, um, you had lounge chairs, a dining table and chairs, a mini fridge. There was a shower outside the back so you could rinse off. Um, and there was also a hammock in the back that was available to you. They provided you with beach towels, so you didn't have to go drag those off the ship, which was nice. Nice. They provided, uh, that included, you got eight bottles of water, you got a fresh fruit plate, chips and salsa, and you got a $50 credit that you could use towards any specialty foods or drinks, of course, um, that you wanted. And then we didn't have to walk back over to the main area for the lunch barbecue. The, the cabana attendants uh, took our orders of what we wanted for, for lunch, and then they brought this whole table of food mm-hmm. for us for lunch. So that was, that was really nice. great. Very cool. And what did one of those cabanas cost for the day? $299. Well, that's not bad if you throw in like five or six people in there. Exactly, exactly. And for what you get and the opportunity to, to get out of the shade, it was well worth it. Um, the people that we rented the cabana with, they had a little uh, two-year-old daughter, and they said they would not have been able to spend as much time on the island if they hadn't had the ability to, to get back out of the shade and, and relax and whatnot. So yeah. it was, I was definitely, the money was well spent, and it definitely, it definitely made, uh, made the, the day experience even, even better. So you get back on the ship, you get back to Miami. Uh, how was disembarkation for you? Well, we opted for self-disembarkation, uh, which they made the announcements that you could get off starting at about 7:45. Um, we opted to, to uh, have a have a final breakfast uh, with our with our cruise mates, and then once we collected our luggage, we went to disembark. And customs, there was relatively no no line in customs, so we were we were waiting for a taxi by 9 a.m. easily. Very cool. She is Kristen Smith from St. Louis, Missouri. Thank you so much for your review of Norwegian Sky. We really appreciate it. You're welcome, Doug. All right, that's going to do it. Don't forget about our app. Free for iPhone users, only 99 cents for the Droid users. If you're listening to this for the first time, be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and uh, and leave us a comment there and give us a five-star rating. It would really make our day. Yeah, it'd be a good deposit into the Karma Bank. It would be. From the Cruise Radio Studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Matt Basford. And I'm Doug Parker. This is Cruise Radio. Cruise Radio is recorded weekly at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Download the Cruise Radio app. Hear Cruise Radio on TuneIn Radio, the Stitcher Radio Network, the Overseas Radio Network, iTunes, CruiseAddicts.com, and on our website at CruiseRadio.net. Follow Cruise Radio on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Google+, YouTube, Instagram, Pinterest, and Tumblr. For advertising opportunities, email sales at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer.